Blog Talk Radio. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Beamer Distributors Blog Talk Show. This is your show. It's designed for all Beamer distributors across the country to provide you with the latest information, training, and current events. It's a live, interactive show where we value your participation. Just hit one on your phone and we'll open your lines so you can ask questions and share information and testimonials. You'll hear from individuals who are experiencing amazing results in their business and with the use of their Beamer. But remember, this information of Beamer technology is not designed to diagnose, treat, or cure any disease or ailment. These testimonials have not been evaluated or reviewed by the FDA. This call is for education only, and no medical or income claims are intended. This call is not put on by Beamer USA. It's just us, a group of independent Beamer distributors all helping one another. So grab a pen and paper, listen carefully, and get ready to learn and share. Stay tuned. The show is about to begin. Good morning, Blog Talk Radio. This is your co-host, Ian Rob here with Lisa Diamond, and we're excited on whatever Wednesday because we have an amazing guest um, who I'm personally going to introduce, a good friend of mine named Orlando Garcia. But before we get started, I want you guys all to remember that we have a team, a Beamer team for RAM, Race Across America. It's in 60 days. And I know you guys miss Greg Peterson. You've been wondering where he is on our show, but I'll tell you, this is exactly what he's doing right now. Go ahead and listen. Lisa, that is Greg paddling, spinning, doing everything that he can to get himself ready to go. Now, listen, they're also doing kind of a donation thing, and these donations are going towards not only to help out with the team getting ready because the travel, they're going from Oceanside, California, all the way up into Virginia, Indianapolis, and they so far so close raised $90,000. Their goal is $300,000. And a lot of that money, too, is going to be going to the Haynes Family Program, which is very, very cool in the sense that they help out kids. Their mission is to strengthen the mind and spirit of children with emotional problems, special learning difficulties, and developmental needs. I know (laughs) it's a big word for me. By providing specialized programs in nurturing, caring, and therapeutic environments. Lisa. Are you happy to join us today? I am thrilled to be here, as always. And uh, I just want to encourage everybody to, there are multiple ways to get involved and help with Team Beamer uh, 2022. And we'll be uh, sharing some of those ways uh, as we get closer. Uh, If you're in an area where they are going to be passing through uh, we're going to be asking for support. Um, the riders may need water, ice, pizzas, all kinds of different things um, at different stopping points across America. So uh, it's really um, a, a fun way to get involved. And you know, I also want to just encourage everybody that uh, you know, reach out to your prospects, your customers, and your downline, and let them know that this is going on. You never know. Uh, what, who you may have in those groups that are also cyclist fans and cyclists themselves and, you know, get as many people on board to, to watch this and follow this as possible. There are going to be some events happening in Oceanside, um, in Carlsbad at uh, corporate headquarters, 
as well as at the finish line in Annapolis that uh, we'll be sharing all of that information um, along the way. And so um, in continuing by popular demand, uh, we have been introducing different types of uh, personal development coaches, business development coaches, trainers uh, that, you know, are offering, uh, you know, their time to come on here and talk to us to give us, you know, little nuggets of ways that we can, uh, one, become better ourselves and, you know, improve in areas that we might personally need to improve in, but also in business development. And so, you know, we've had several trainers on. Tony Jerry, of course, is going to be on with us again this month. He'll be on next Wednesday. And we will be talking about uh, presentations. Um, but today um, we have a guest. Um, Rolando is uh, also a personal friend of Ian's. So, Ian, I am going to let you uh, introduce the man of the hour. Awesome. So let me help you guys out understand who Rolando is. He's an experienced leader and manager in sales operations and P&L optimization and luxury health, fitness, and wellness space. He's been featured in Forbes, the New York Post, Men's Health, Self Magazine. Rolando has worked in leadership roles as the world-renowned organizations such as Equinox, as the general manager of the award-winning elite and private luxurious e-club at the Columbus Circle in New York City, Lifetime, which is also a luxurious Lifetime Sky, or Orange Theory, and he's most recently the New York manager working in regards to, it's called Fourth Frontier, Vice President of Sales. But Rolando, too, what's kind of unique is, is that he has a master's certificate in service and hospitality in the prestigious Cornell University School of Hotel and Administration. He's classically trained in Shakespeare, and he completed the studies of New York National Shakespeare Conservatory, but he's also a, an author of a highly regarded Intrinsic Excellence, a business development and leadership system for success and personal training, and also a contributing author for the upcoming title called The Successful Body by Eric Severinsen, and he's a public speaker on health, fitness, and wellness, and performance management. And Rolando, are you on with us? Yes, I am. Thank you for having me, So. Definitely a privilege. No, it's, it's, it's our privilege too. And I wanted you to talk because we've t- been talking the last couple of days here in about what you've been doing and what, how you've kind of been working. So why don't, why don't I'm going to open it up to you. What would you like to share with the team? Oh, well, thank you. Well, firstly, I am, as you mentioned, I am the vice president of sales for an organization named Fourth Frontier. And our, we are in fitness device technologies, and we have a very special uh, wearable that measures both performance biomarkers and clinical data relative to ECG. And the ECG function is a continuous ECG, which means that while you're working out or you're swimming, it's waterproof, it gives uh, the end user the ability to not just take a look at their ECG in terms of um, heart rate, you know, if they're on the PQRSC wave, where they are there, but more importantly, where they are in terms of their performance. There's continuous HRV, breath rate, and uh, shock, among other things, and heart rate. And it's an important device because the overarching mission of the company 
is not just to provide uh, the end user the ability to manage health, fitness, performance as it relates to their cardiovascular health. That's a great mission that we are uh, building on pre-pandemic. But with the pandemic and with uh, the ongoing uh, results that we're finding in the pandemic, the device has been, uh, and the team that's on the ground is, that's in place, has also been on a mission to save lives. And uh, I think that for everybody who uh, was in health and fitness, everybody on the call, uh, this is a passion for us. We want, we understand the preventative values of uh, health and fitness, regular exercise, good nutrition, having the right wearable technology to make sure you're managing your data correctly so that everything is uh, robustly driven, scientifically driven. But that is now elevated and absolutely magnified by the pandemic because now with the pandemic being what it is, there are now factors where your health may very well determine your own mortality in the short and the long term. And that's the mission that I am on now um, by not just making sure that there is a global uh, reach uh, for the mission of the company, but more importantly, there's a lot of focus on building out the USA organization, partnering with subscribers and providers like personal trainers, but in addition to that, any other health and fitness providers like licensed massage therapists, yoga instructors, who can benefit from this type of technology wherein they can manage not just their cardiovascular performance, but their cardiovascular health. Awesome. Rolando, so, you know, it sounds like you're also, you're involved with a device as well as, um, you know, similar to, not similar, but uh, along the same lines as Beamer and, you know, probably targeting uh, similar markets where Beamer distributors are also wanting to, you know, tap into those those adjunct markets of you know chiropractors and naturopaths and that sort of thing. Talk a little bit about um, team building and culture and you know how you guys formulate that. That's a that's a great question. Happy to answer it. In throughout my career in health and fitness, uh, team building is an important pillar of success for the entire organization because it can't be run by one person. Uh, and what that's about, what you're looking at, is really your internal stakeholders, but also your external stakeholders, your external stakeholders being uh, primarily your customer, right? The, but that customer, that external customer, is someone who primarily is invested in the purchase of the product, a belief in the brand and the brand promise. So being able to communicate that to the external uh, customer and stakeholder is really a function of marketing. But there should also be what I've found, and the result of which is team building, an internal marketing to our internal stakeholders. And popularly known as our employees and also our teammates. And I think that it's important to shift the conversation more towards internal stakeholders and teammates, one, so that they're not just a line item on a P&L, that's one, on a labor line, but also to understand that they also have to be bought in. They have to be bought into A, the product that they are selling, 
And so like a Beamer and like a Frontier X, they have to be bought into the product that we're selling. It's something that's usable, something that's not harmful, but also ties into their overall mission, which is in health and fitness, people's lives, and then ultimately save their lives. But how do we get that buy-in is the challenge of leadership and management, meaning when we interface with our external stakeholders, usually there's an exchange of goods and often a one-time transaction. Whereas with the internal stakeholders, in many ways, that is your, uh, it's a continuing job. It's, uh, it's almost like you have recurring revenue. So think of it as recurring revenue, but the revenue here is their buy-in. So when you have a team member who's bought in, they are more engaged in their role, but more importantly, more engaged with the mission and the efforts of the entire organization. So the team building process starts with that mindset of approaching your employees almost as good, if not better than your own customers, but also understanding that they are your stakeholders. Maybe 10 or 15 years ago, uh, companies may have and did actually get away with a more top-down approach, meaning the employee, you know what? You're replaceable, you're disposable, which is nowadays in hindsight, right, not the most optimal uh, way to approach a human being, right? Let alone a professional who's invested. But nowadays it's a, uh, just as important to view them as internal stakeholders as much as external stakeholders because they have the same platform. With the advent of social media, those external stakeholders who may uh, have a grievance towards the company and their products and their services can simply go to Google and simply go to Yelp and simply say, hey, I did not have a great experience here. Our internal stakeholders can do the same thing. So we have to be, in my opinion, in uh, in the interest of team building, understand that that net promoter score is a measure not just of the health of the organization in terms of preserving its human capital, but also the health of its overall feasibility as an organization. Yeah, um, and, you know, Rolando, it's it's one of the areas um, as a company, Beamer has been engaged um, with a results coach, success coach, and it's now trickling down, you know, into management and the field. Uh, But one of the, what we call HLA's high leveraging activities is focusing on team building and engagement because I think what I heard you just say is, is kind of what has happened in the past where we would bring on a new distributor and maybe did not properly onboard them, did not properly have them have the experience that was like, yes, I really want to represent this product and share it and change lives. And and now we're trying to kind of shift that um, with new distributors. But how do you how how do you reengage? with the teammates that you've already brought on that maybe in, are in your downline, uh, how, do you, how do you re-engage that? How do you shift that? It's a double-down approach, meaning you have to, when you, it's almost like um, with interpersonal dynamics, right, whether this is a friend or someone who um, you are in an intimate relationship with, 
you you want to be very you have to be very preventative in the first place. But when something doesn't go wrong, does, uh, goes wrong, and there's uh, some something in the communication or something uh, where there's a, a difference in opinion and the stakes are high, it is important to double down in your commitment to that individual. So in interpersonal dynamics, it may not necessarily seem obvious, but to us. You know, when we're having an argument with somebody we really care about, that doubling down of just saying, hey, you know what, you're somebody I really care about. I'm not having the best time with our conversation right now. It's very difficult. And that's easy for us to say when interpersonal dynamics are involved. Not the easiest thing to say when it's a, in a professional setting. Part of that is because I'm of the belief that we are now in that multi-generational labor force that's coming from different paradigms. Previous generations, um, you know, boomers, uh, all the way up to Gen X, came, down, uh, came from uh, organizations and cultures where it was far more t- uh, top-down, a little more theory X, where it's, uh, you're, disp- you're disposable, that's what the money is for, you and I don't have to have any personal interest in each other, just get the job done. And there are a lot of uh, courses out there that I've found where how do you engage someone from previous generations who've probably gone through several decades of this kind of treatment, not only in their professional institutions, but even possibly in their educational institutions, where you are disposable, purely performance-based, one and done, but then you have the later sets where you have your millennials and your Gen Zs who are far more interactive. A big part of that has to do with social media where there is now a two-way interface, not just a one-way interface. So how do you engage them? And so re-engaging is first and foremost, understanding where the other person comes from. And I brought up interpersonal dynamics. I'm going to bring this up from that same world. What's their love language? Well, how, how do you speak to someone who's Gen X and his or her entire life was you get your straight A's, good, versus your, your, your millennials and Gen Z's where it's just, that's great. How did you feel? What was your experience? Tell me about it, right? So how do you now uh, create those appropriate love languages or the appropriate uh, touch points so that at the very least, they know you're speaking the same language because that's a big part of it. Once you, you, you understand their language and can speak it, you can get more of that buy-in. Now you get invited to the table and you get that sit down and then they get to talk to you about what they need because that's the real heart of it, which is number two. Number one is speak their language. But also number two, understand what they need. What do they need from you? And this is uh, important in sales. What is the needs analysis? When you're bringing somebody onto your team, just like you're engaging a customer in a customer journey, understand what it is that they need. Somebody who is looking for a mid-priced device is not going to buy the new $1,000 iPhone. In fact, I don't know anyone who can buy that. But the, the same thing with a team member that you are onboarding. Understand what it is that they need aside from compensation. Are they looking for growth? Are they looking for support? Are they looking for one-on-one? Are they looking for all of these uh, opportunities 
that allow them to feel, this is the most important part, the third part, that makes them feel successful in what they're doing. And the feel part is important because someone can be highly successful externally and they can check the box and they're getting their bonuses and they're getting their salary. But if they're, they themselves as individuals do not feel successful, they don't feel like they are owning the process and outcomes, then you may not get an optimal performance and optimal engagement. But if you help them feel successful and that they own it and that they drove that, then you can absolutely re-engage. So if you have someone who is disengaged and you want to re-engage them, reverse engineer it. You reverse engineer it. Do you feel successful in this, yes or no? Tell me about it, right? So there's that piece. Number two, understand their needs. And then go all the way back to step one. Are you even speaking their language? With those three pieces in place, if you're looking to re-engage someone, you have a high percentage of success in re-engaging that uh, teammate. Yeah, and actually, uh, I'm going to just share a funny quick story. So my upline, and if Leslie Fox is on on the call or listening to the recording, she'll remember this conversation. So um, Lisa and Leslie are, you know, direct my direct upline, and I, you know, I've known them for years, like 15, 20 years. And when I first got started in, in Beamer, I was running a health and fitness studio. I owned a health and fitness studio in, in Naples, and, you know, I was wearing all of the hats, and then I brought Beamer into into the mix. And, and, you know, she was always like, what can I do for you? What can I do for you? How can I help you? How can I help you? And I would be like, I don't need your help. I don't need your help. And I highly recommend if if everyone listening has not taken the five love languages quiz, all you have to do is Google five love, love languages and do the online quiz. It'll tell you what your, what your languages are. And the, my number five is people helping me is support. Mm-hmm. Like, and so I, you know, we had this wedge because she wanted to help me, help me, help me. And it's like the last thing I want somebody to do. And when we finally had this conversation around the five love languages, she's like, I'm just not even going to ask you anymore. And it, it did take our whole dynamic to a whole different level where we could have a different conversation. And it made all the difference. Yeah. So, um, you know, brilliant that you brought that up. And, and you're right, the you know, reverse engineering that and how did it make them, make them feel. And we had another coach on there that, you know, my success may not look like your success. And Absolutely. you have to take have to take that individual time with, you know, the people that you are bringing on as distributors and, and whatever their success looks like to them and help them with that, be the leader and, you know, uh, focus on that, on getting them, you know, back to where it is successful for them. So, Thank you for sharing that because that was that was really brilliant. Ian, do you, are you going to actually uh, be in this conversation today? Well, if you let me take the phone, then I can. So, if Orlando, <laughs> so <laughs> I'm sure you know how that works in your relationship too, huh? <laughs> yeah. So listen, when we met 
in you were in the personal training world and all that stuff, and we were talking a lot about the the modern day hero in waiting, kind of dramatic potential to act like a primary success agent to your customers' yeah. lives, and and what we find now that in the business world they're more of our our clients, and it's a relationship building type of life that we live. And I love your book called Intrinsic Excellence, and I recommend that everybody get that book because it's not just in regards to the health and wellness world, but it's it's profound in a lot of different ways because it's it's the philosophy of a, of a life of a full engagement with someone and working with them and helping them overcome their challenges. And with Beamer or with with the, the device that you're working with right now too, with Fourth Frontier, these are things that are making people responsible for their own health and wellness. And that's exactly what it's all about. So I applaud you for this and talking a little bit more about that. But how can we talk a little bit about the four C's that you have in the intrinsic excellence? Yeah. It's, Which uh, is the, yeah, go ahead. go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to mention them, but you go right ahead. The four C method, go right ahead. Yeah. The four C method. Uh, I came about, it back in my really the first profit center I managed about a good 12 years ago and uh, how amazing it is that how what what has happened between now and then in terms of just the attempt of 4C was to essentially humanize uh, a situation right it's a situation can always look like a math problem it can be computative but all of a sudden, it becomes simpler when you when you take it down a level and absolutely humanize it. And at the time, uh, managing a personal training and development, a personal training team, uh, there were you know it had it was experiencing its, its challenges, uh, severe challenges, not only in terms of its overall performance, but 12 years ago, uh, that profit center was still experiencing the reverberations of the 2008 um, recession uh, or the great recession, as they say. And the, the, at the time there was a lot of focus on outputs. It was a very top heavy organization at the time. And uh, as a result of it, if there was that mile high view, but no one really uh, that kind of uh, grounds eye view of how to get this done. And so the approach was born out of an absolute critical necessity to drive results through another human being. So this is someone who is in fitness, but this is someone who has to get up at three in the morning to train, uh, to get on a subway and to be uh, there on time for a 5.30 a.m. session and probably do four to five sessions in a row, get some food in their system. And then after all of that is done, find out that the next two sessions the, can, the trainer or their client has canceled. So this individual who is doing what they can, probably working long, longer hours than anybody in the company and is having to take a 3 a.m. subway just to make it to the job, now has to meet with their manager, and at that time, namely me. And what do I have to do? Well, according to uh, some management books, let's take a look at your reports. Let's take a look at your performance. You're behind by a certain percentage. So what gives, right? So you're, you're in or you're out. This is cut and dry. I had not even yet asked him how his day was. I hadn't even yet asked him, you know, how was the train ride? How are you feeling today? 
how do you feel? So on the one end, there's the mile high view, which is the needs of the organization and my own need of making sure we hit budget because this is a transformational leadership job versus on the other side, the needs of the individual who's in front of me. And having to resolve that very difficult interface was where the 4C method was born. So it's not enough to address a trainer purely from the perspective of how well do you know your subject matter, which is uh, exercise physiology and uh, exercise science. And on the flip side of that, what is your KPI performance? There are two others in place, meaning the humanization of it. There's the customer care piece of it. How do you care about this person? But also, essentially, how the best approach. What is the best way to approach this individual? So now the success of a trainer is dependent on these four core competencies. That's why it's called the four C's. So that when they receive that experience, I'm asking you what your technical expertise is. That's something you own. Tell me a little bit about your outputs. How is your performance? But then ultimately, make them feel cared for like a customer and also speak their language so that should they have any objections, I can address those as someone who is partnering with them. Once they experience that on their end as their leader who, is, who earned that right, I have to earn that right, not as a manager who is someone who was given that by the organization. I was given that right by the organization. I earned it through the organization, but I didn't earn it through my stakeholder. So I have to earn it through my stakeholder by this approach. Once we get this approach, they ultimately get the result, but they get their results because they use the same approach with their clients. They approach their clients from the perspective of, how are you feeling today? How do, how, what can I do to, today to make you feel absolutely cared for so that I am the agent of your success? So I'm going to flip it to uh, fast forward it now to 2022. And we are all in this business, in this passion, this driving passion to provide products and services to end users and providers so that we can help change people's lives and even possibly save lives. How do we take the amazing technologies that we have, that our organizations have asked us to deliver to the masses, but at the same time humanize the situation so that we can approach them at their level, but at the same time, uh, using uh, Lisa's words, managing the expectations of our upline. That is our jobs. Um, Whether we are distributors or vice presidents of sales, our job is to be able to traverse those worlds so we are taking care of both stakeholders, the heads of our organizations, but also those who are our, our customers and also our teammates. That's our job. It's a very big job because we are managing the, the, the needs of so many individuals in our world, and that is a leadership role. And that's what the, the thrust of intrinsic excellence is. The setting is fitness. The context is sales. But the, the engine and the mechanism is leadership. And that's the purpose of the book and my ultimate hope uh, of it being the takeaway by those who read it. Yeah, and Rolanda, the 
regarding the the three or sorry the four C method as a as a heart based system, uh, you and I just broke briefly before we got on the call, and you know I was sharing with you that a lot of the Beamer distributors, I would say, seventy five, maybe even eighty percent, really categorize themselves as nurturers, as heart-centered, heart-based, and sometimes that sales component, um, which is one of your four uh, core competencies, gets in the way. It's where they get they get tripped up. I just want to help somebody. I, I can't sell. I don't know how to sell. Um, can you talk to us a little bit about your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's it's a it's a great question, and I'm gonna share. I'm gonna start with this, right? Uh, it was a story that start uh, I heard many years ago in my college years, and it's it's gone through several of its versions, like all great stories. But this is how I understand it to be, and if I'm not mistaken, it was it was a story about a very young Gloria Steinem, and she was on the beach someplace, and uh, what she had seen was this turtle on the beach and the turtle was on the sand and it was crawling its way towards land and she's very young she's maybe about six or seven years old and she saw what she thought was this stranded turtle it going in the wrong direction it's clear you belong in the ocean as most turtles do and she sees it going towards the land and possibly god knows where it belongs in the ocean. So this uh, young Gloria Steinem picked up the turtle and um, threw it back in the ocean. And she waved goodbye to it, and as the waves carried it right back out into uh, the ocean where it belongs. She goes to her parents and she says, hey, uh, you won't believe what I just did. And her mother said, well, what did, you, what did you do? I saw this turtle... It was on the beach, and it seemed lost and stranded. And so what I did was I put it back in the ocean. And the mother paused and said, Gloria, where was the turtle going? And she said, it was going in the wrong direction. It was going towards land. She said, I see. I want to tell you something, Gloria. The turtles in this area travel tens of thousands of miles to get here. Because this is where they lay their eggs. So what they do is come in from the ocean, traveling tens of thousands of miles, to now find a spot in the sand, lay their eggs, and once they've laid their eggs, they then, on their own volition, swim out into the ocean. What you've done, Gloria, is taken this poor turtle's journey and now set it back probably another several days. It may not even have the energy to swim back into land as a result. And Gloria thought, oh, my God, what have I done? And her mother told her, before you help that turtle, did you ask that turtle if it needed help? Did you ask Mm. the turtle? So as... As professionals in health and fitness, even on the clinical side, we have a natural instinct to help, but we do not ask if someone needs help. We just like to help. 
we put ourselves in this position of helping others. But before we do that, right, before we do that, are we asking? Now, I'm going to take it a little more high level. One of the important functions of an, an organization is a marketing function. And the, per, the, the purpose of a product is to solve a problem. That is the entire existence of a product. But in order to identify a product, you need a marketing organization within, uh, under the umbrella of the broader organization. The market goes out there and says, there is a problem, and these are the people who have this problem. This is why we've created the product. So one thing that I want to uh, communicate to all nurturers, because that's us. We're all nurturers. We all want to help. We all understand the problem. We all see the problem. But have we asked individuals if they have this problem before we provide the help? Because um, Frontier X is a great product. Beamer is a great product. Trainers have great programs. But have we taken the time to ask? Have we humbled ourselves to be on the same level as our customers, as our teammates, just to ask, how's your day? How are you feeling? And then once we listen, we take that time to listen, we, are, we have then earned the opportunity through understanding how we can provide our products and services. So the next step beyond nurturing, I want to help, I want to help. Beyond, the next step beyond nurturing is to stay curious about other people. Stay curious about their love language. Stay curious about what they need. To have an understanding of that problem, and this is something that I had mentioned in the book itself, that before providing a solution, understand the problem. Understand the mechanism of the problem. Understand every widget and lever of the problem. Because more often than not, an elegant description and high-level description of the problem is often the solution. So we ought to not look at ourselves just as nurturers, but we should also be able to identify a problem for those who we are looking to help. So before we help, we ought to ask the turtle. You know, Rolando, that's, that was very profound, and that's great. That's a great story, and I'm going to remember that. But this might be a great time for everyone listening. If you have a question or you want to participate in this conversation with us, hit one, and we'll get you in the queue, and you can talk to Orlando and myself and Lisa, and you can add a little bit more to it. Are you liking what you're hearing? Are you out there? Any questions? What can we do for you? But I, I thought that was very, very great. Lisa, what do you think? I was just wondering how much therapy uh, money Gloria had to spend on therapy after that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> but that's something, right? Isn't that isn't that something? Uh, even in a in a person, even in personal relationships, someone's about to do something. Oh, that's not how you do that. No, let me do that for you. Yeah. You disempowered. Yeah, right. How do we empower? Ultimately, we're in the per- We are we are in the process of helping lives. We that's our mission. The avenue is nurturing. But ultimately, when we are helping people's lives, they're helping people change their lives, we're in the business of empowering them. So how do we now take our technologies? This is the last part of it. How do we make sure that it's not about the technology? It's not about the device. It's not about the product and the service. 
how do we make it about them? I'm going to share this other story. Uh, and this is from a colleague of mine who is a, I think he was a professor um, in the, the Naval Academy. There are a lot of courses that are offered there, and ultimately these are individuals who go on and to have a brilliant military careers. And when I asked him, because I was looking to build a uh, leadership curriculum uh, in my previous organization uh, for future leaders, and I asked him, well, well, what is the curriculum that you have and what would you suggest? There's an interesting point that he made. He said that I can talk about the history of the Navy, the history of uh, special uh, operations, um, squad tactics, uh, but he said the one course that almost always sells out and almost always has a cue for it, there's a long list for it, is leadership. They always uh, go for leadership. And I said, well, well, why leadership? Because leadership is less about knowing, not just knowing about your team. It's about knowing about yourself through your team. So, so I'm going to say that again. Leadership is about knowing about yourself through your team. Their feedback to you. So his leadership courses were always sold out because it gave people the opportunity, the avenue to understand themselves. So one of the important functions, should we become more successful in our roles, which at the end of the day is sales. At the end of the day, it is sales. We are successful. One mm-hmm. part of our success is that did we sell the technology? Well, did the end user know more about themselves when we spoke to them about the technology? Did they learn more about them during that conversation? So if, let's say I'm talking about a Frontier X, and we're talking about heart rate, breath rate, cadence, body shock, continuous ECG, versus your breath rate when you're working out is a parallel quantifiable measure of your RPE. So instead of you just telling me, oh, my God, I'm exhausted, this device will tell you. And when, you're, when I'm training you, this breath rate tends to occur when you're lifting this kind of weight. So you can get stronger if we manage your breath rate lower. So now you're parasympathetic. Then your customer looks, then my customer looks at me and then says, so wait, I can add 50 pounds to my deadlift because if I can get that breath rate down 15 breaths. Yeah, exactly. Now all of a sudden it's not about the device. I just showed them some insight to their own device which is their human body. All technological devices is really just an avenue for us to master the most important device of our existence, which is the human body. It came with no apps, came with no instruction manual, and we were just born with it. So these other devices are an avenue towards that. So how do we, if we're going to become successful at this, how do we make the device an avenue for us to tell the story of them? That's how we can start to see success. How do we make it about them as a leader, but also as agents of their success? Yeah. Wow. So brilliant. I could talk to you all day long, but I am <laughs> sure you have, you have other things to do, um, but we probably will have another conversation. Um, fascinating. Hopefully everybody listening found it fascinating as well and uh rolando give us a little bit of information about you know um 
Obviously, they can get Intrinsic Excellence. Your book is on is on Amazon. Um, how else, if someone wants to um, follow what you're doing, get in touch with you? I know you do some uh, coaching as well on business development. Where can we reach you? Well, you have two ways to reach me. Uh, I have my uh, email with fourthfrontier.com. That's Rolando, R-O-L-A-N-D, David, O, at fourth, F-O-U-R-T-H, frontier, F-R-O-N-T-I-E-R.com, Rolando at fourthfrontier.com, because I am building up the USA organization here, looking for partners, looking for great teammates. Um, we're, we have a great mission and a great team, and I want, I want to welcome more teammates into our organization, Some, someone, uh, people who are heart-based, people who want to change lives, and someone who uh, stands shoulder to shoulder uh, with us as we deliver on this mission. And then also you can reach me through my Gmail, which is Rolando Garcia, R-O-L-A-N-D-O-G-A-R-C-I-A, the number three, and the letters I-I-I, Rolando Garcia 3, I-I-I at gmail.com. Awesome. Well, Rolando, thank you so much for being on with us today sharing your uh, wisdom and experience. And Ian, any last words? Just great, great, Rolando. I, I always enjoy spending time with you. And even though I haven't seen you in New York for a while, uh, when I get up there, we'll, we'll get together and have some fun. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thank you both. Today's show was brought to you by an independent group of Beamer distributors who are committed to helping you find success in your business. We're all part of a bigger mission to bring this amazing technology to a market that so desperately needs it to your health.